everyone, it's this week's bonus podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Michael. Hello. Doing listener questions today. Woohoo! Listener questions, how exciting. Um, thank you everybody, we're just going to just launch straight back into those, but thank you as always for the listener questions that you send in to get us. I'll get a brain's working. Is your brain thoroughly worked out by this? Have you given it no thought whatsoever and just going to just gonna improvise it on the I on never the do that. You never know. I, I never ever spend hours and hours preparing for things and you never never spend any time at all getting ready for it. I think happen, what it? I'm doing is I'm Jack P. Shepherd in it. What's the, what's the hat? I thought that he's, he just kind of turns up and does it. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I, that's, I yeah, heard yeah. that's his reputation. Quick look at the scripts, off he goes. Yeah. Well, that's I me. Do, I'm, I'm, I'm the Jack P. Shepherd. Who are you then? <laughs> I don't you know. Swap. Why the Colson Smith or the, uh, the Ben Price of it, do you think? You're not cool enough. Not even for Colson Smith. <laughs> Where's this going? He's great. Um, okay, so... What do you mean? They are great. They're cool. You're not cool great. enough to be either one of them. Oh, well, I'll, I'll try. It's going to be my ambition, face. now. Um, okay, so um, thank you for sending in your list of questions, everybody. We have got two to chat about today. I've, I've had a little bit of thought about this, but yeah. not a whole lot. We do, we'll just see what question? we get. I've, I've done some stats research. Right, this first one. We've had this one asked for us a couple of times over the years. Um, I've had a look back at notes where I've been collecting them all together. And we have definitely got a Rachel and a Nancy who have sent us this question. And they would like to know, and this is quite, I don't know, maybe quite um, relevant. What's the question? The Just in the build-up for it. Who, which bloody characters are flipping being under bloody used in Coronation Street at the moment is the flipping question. Flipping, flipping. Flipping heck. Just, um, just channeling my inner Steve McDonald there. <laughs> Who has Who's been, been underwritten? Who is being underwritten on Coronation okay. Street at the moment? I would like you just to Me. see. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've had some thought about this. You're winging it. I want you to just, <laughs> off the top of your head, yeah. off the cuff, okay. what character names come to mind as right. people who you just don't think are getting, we're not getting enough out of them because currently aren't giving them the chance. Summer. Set up real, real <laughs> examples, Jarrah. Okay, right. Anyone who's not in a current storyline, honestly, don't you think? It's like, there, there seems like Corey can only do like four or five main stories at once and everyone else just is not in it. And I know that it's, it feels like a holdover from COVID where they had bubbles and stuff and they had to keep in their cohorts and things. But I just don't, I think that they, maybe it's easier and they're, so they're sticking to it for that reason, but... You know, where's Toya? Where's Spider? Um, there's so many people that we haven't heard from for ages. I'm trying to... Like, Dev... Devon... Ardy was in it briefly. Ash has not been in it. Um, I'm trying to go down the houses. What? Where's Eileen? It's like she's gone back to the jungle again and yeah. to hide. I think some of those names that you came up with are definitely ones that I thought of as well. Um, I don't because think... there's there's one thing of like not being in a current story, but then the other thing is hasn't been in a story of note for quite a while. And some yeah. of those people that you mentioned definitely go Abby. into that. Like you could, yeah, definitely. Kev, I mean, Kevin's gone to to Germany. I don't like, I don't know what's going on. I think on he's falling in a sinkhole. I'm really not sure. Uh, what's Debbie's going on with Kevin. Debbie's just been relegated to crazy aunt that shows up every now and then i think there's you know where as as fans we notice characters that we like more when they don't appear on the show so yeah. people like debbie is an obvious standout for me because she is very much just the periphery character yes she's had a few things to do even this week in the, in the wedding but it just seems to be like she's, she's the one who is needed when characters have an event planned at chariot square hotel which to be fair is Fairly often, <laughs> um, but she she's not had 
aside from, I guess, last year's story with the bistro robbery. Even that was only two, three weeks long maximum, was it? She hasn't had a proper story to call her own, which to me is absolutely crazy, considering the, the legacy of the character. And I know she has had a lot of time off, but as somebody who they, they you know, dragged out of the 80s, kicking and screaming, and dumped her back into modern Corrie, what, most her, triumphantly, what, what are they doing with her? wardrobe doesn't know it's not the 80s, is it? I love it. <laughs> I she's, the, she's got the best wardrobe on Coronation Street. I know that the, I often sing the praises of the wardrobe department, but wow, what a great... What a she's great, the best. Like, how well they just kind of completely encapsulate her character of, like, I don't care what you think, I like this, this is me. And also, it's really expensive and posh. They raised the bar with Gemma's wedding dress on Corrie this week. What happens if Debbie gets married to Uncle Ronnie in the end? What, oh my god. Uh, who knows what um, Debbie's extravagant whole look. outfit she could come up with. Debbie's whole look is, honey, you can't afford to look this cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. She's great. The, yeah, the... Debbie hasn't been... Yeah, Debbie's not had... I mean, underused... I mean, it doesn't... The, the question is, who are Corey's most underused characters at the moment? It doesn't well, imply... She, she definitely... She was, she's top of my list, I finish. think. It doesn't imply that you don't have a story... You know, which which Corey characters don't have a story, which is definitely different because not everyone can have a story going at the same time. But um, yeah, she's underused. I mean, Lots Brian, of characters haven't can... seen him well, no, Brian's, do anything. Brian's got his Italian cousin. He's. Oh, yeah, I, I I'm saying so. that I, I would true. say that Brian has appeared, you know, he, he has been often. infrequent. <laughs> I mean, if we look at back to, say, Kathy when she left a year or so ago that we would just, you know, tread on water and waiting for that moment to come because Brian and Kathy as a couple weren't, you know, they weren't doing anything with, but it's almost like Brian has flourished a little bit more in Kathy's absence. And I don't think he's the sort of character, to be fair, that lots of people are clamouring to have as, you know, the the headliner of the A story on Coronation Street. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on the list, whereas Debbie, I think, absolutely could. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, lead a story. I want... Um, but they're not giving them the chance to. More Rita and Audrey, but I'm completely aware of the limitations regarding, you know, the physicality of the actors that yeah. means it might be more difficult. That is, that is a tricky have, one. What I'd rather have is, you know, infrequent drop-ins from those two. Um, we... Hang on. rather <laughs> Let me finish a sentence, please. Rather than them going, I, I can't keep up with this workload you're giving me, so I'm going to have to retire. I'd yeah. rather they just sort of came in when they, <laughs> when they, when they feel like I it. I think the difference between those two, and, and there is an age difference, of course, but Audrey, they will, you know, bring out for a story every now and then. So last year she had her, is she, is she kind of, does she need a cataract operation and is she losing her marbles and what's happening with her will and everything. So although they're, Shortish storylines. She does seem still to be a important-ish character on the street, whereas Rita really is just a oh, it's a special occasion or the lead up to a special occasion. Let's have her coming into the Rovers and you know, and there's think... nothing else. And I, I don't know whether it's just to da- down to do with her age and as you said, the physicality and everything. So I'm not expecting a big, big Rita story, but it'd be nice to think that she could at least squeeze maybe one more out. Before going up to that, oh my goodness! Big news agents in the sky. <laughs> she was last. I, I would say the last time she had she had her own story was the ten thousandth episode. Um. Yeah, but even that was a. I suppose that that was a, a small that was her story. story. Yeah. 
everybody went because Rita had to do something. Everybody went on a bus. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, it'd be nice to see more from her, but... I, I think unlike Debbie and I keep going back to her who absolutely I as we you know, we Debbie. we don't know what goes on behind the scenes and what the reasons are. Maybe some actors on Coronation Street say, No, I don't want more than just the sporadic appearance or, or, or what I've got no idea. Um I, I think the other the other issue with Debbie, I suppose, is that they've tied her down with, with Ronnie, who is also an underused character. But I suppose the difference probably between Ronnie and, and Debbie and Audrey and that lot is there probably aren't lots and lots of people clamouring for an Uncle Ronnie storyline. I just think <clears throat> um, Debbie's great. Um, I, I don't have I, anything more to say. For gut feelings of characters that aren't being used to their full potential, and this one you know, well, flies in the Hang face on. of... That's a different question. Underused is different from not being used to their full potential, because I'm going to say almost everybody on Corey is not being used to their full potential because of how massive the cast list is and how brilliant they all are. Mm. But carry on. Oh, well, the, the, the other name that always comes to my mind is Jenny. And, you know, that flies in the face of statistical evidence because Jenny does generally come in the top 10, top 15 of the year, year on year. But if I think back to, you know, what huge stories has Jenny had over the last few years? And I'm not going to say there's been very much. I think there has been. I'd like to see more, but I wouldn't say she's underused because, you know, she her her story was a massive part of the um, Horonation Street story. It was, and she's but... also... I wonder whether she's going to get more involved in the... Um, in the story, uh, Stephen's story, considering the the link was Leo now Owen, and also she's 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 part of the Daisy storyline. She always but, feels yeah, just peripheral. to me yeah. she's on the cusp of being be. a main character. She yeah. absolutely shouldn't be she as landlady, yeah. which is you know front and centre um, poster girl of Coronation yeah. Street, the queen of the cobbles. Yeah, uh, she she's just there to as a supporting role for lots of things. Like even. Yeah, so with the, with the Stephen storyline, we've been teased for months and months and months about, is Stephen going to make the move on Jenny? <laughs> I think we've and been... And he hasn't. No, I know. The, with the acid attack storyline, yes, Jenny's been involved there, but they haven't kind of stepped up to the next level. It's still very much a story of Ryan and Daisy and Daniel... And even Carla now is maybe a bigger part of it than, than Jenny is. But I want to say a big thank you to Corey for giving us two uh, wedding guest outfits from Jenny in a very short period of time. <laughs> I love her. I love her when she gets dressed up. She just knows what to do, doesn't mm. she? I wouldn't say necessarily that I'd, I'm kind of worried that Jenny is disappearing because she's always there. No, she's if not I, anywhere. If I'm thinking of characters where I think... Well, where on earth are they going to? Why aren't they being used? What's going on here? Another name that comes to my mind is Eileen, who mm. really, really seems to have faded from the spotlight in the past Can couple I of years. Can I say something? It's almost like George is a cuckoo in the nest and he's, he's pushed Eileen, the little fledgling, out. He's in, the, he's in her house more than she is. Don't you think? Yeah. If you picture that set, if you picture Eileen's house, who do you imagine there now more than anyone? It's yeah, George. Mary and George. Yeah. <laughs> Even, I mean, we might as well say Todd along with Eileen as well. And to me, that makes no sense. So they, they recast Todd uh, getting Gareth Pierce on board. How long ago was that? Three years, four years? I yeah. kind of lost count. Um, 
and they are and to do that and to to bring him back to get a, a real quality actor which they absolutely have in um gareth pierce and they had to to live up to you know the the great work that bruno had done with the character it feels like the character of todd is just there for the odd kind of snarky remark or, or george's sidekick or th- that's about it i i, I can't think of a storyline that's been Todd's storyline, apart from the will he, won't he, with with Billy and Paul, which is so kind of cliche, love triangle stuff. It almost feels like, you know, it it it's not worth mentioning. The the Todd of old, the the schemer that always comes out, well, that often comes out on top, and the the foil for you know the villains like Pat Feeler, and it just doesn't feel like that's Todd at all anymore to me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. He's he's a very subdued version of him, of himself. But is it is it kind of the sort of what I mean? Same thing with Tracy. Mm. She used to be an antagonist. She you know she was a villain. Um, I I, I call her an, an antagonist because she was always very mean to people and riled everybody up. And she was you know we love to hate her and, and she caused trouble. Mm. Uh, both Todd and 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 she had done bad things but now they just it's like it's like finding out one of the pta was secretly um, uh, you know killed her husband 20 years ago <laughs> you'd never feel would think it but it wouldn't melt in either of the mouths at the moment yeah. why don't they get up to some proper shenanigans like they used to i i wonder whether it is a case for tracy the fact that they've teamed her up with steve and I don't know. I you know. Well, I, I mean, is he, he was capable? a hellraiser himself. He, he really, really was. But it feels like I wouldn't trust Steve in charge of a dramatic storyline. Although you know, fair play, he, he had, did do quite well with the Oliver yeah, stuff. He did, yeah. But he's more of a kind of comedic character, I, I suppose want... now, and a bit of a pathetic aging middle aged dad. <laughs> and and Tracy, I don't know what what she could do as as tied into that family. It, I feel a bit like they're suffering from their you know parental syndrome where mm. you suddenly become a parent and and it's like your identity gets swallowed up mm. which is not true but people put you in a you know in a basket don't they yeah and i think that's what the writers have done to to both todd and tracy even though todd really doesn't really have a kid <laughs> well he does i don't know right. Yeah, with with Tracy, she's again she's turned into a peripheral. Yeah, she is Amy's mum rather than being a character in her own right. And that's yes, why... Amy's had a big story going on at the moment, but it has been Amy's story. Yeah, but that's why I really liked it when she put all those posters up, even though it was completely the wrong thing to do. I just wanted. We need characters to do things that are not right. Everyone can't be perfect all the time, and yeah, I want a bit more naughtiness. I wonder whether it's still like a. a... Um, a lingering feeling towards Tracy or about Tracy after that feud that she had with Carla because go back however long it was six, seven, eight years ago Tracy was anything but underused was she? She People were complaining there was too much Carla versus Tracy and there was a massive fatigue for both of them and it feels like in reaction to that Corrie Bosses subdued her and she's been subdued to the extent that now there's not a whole lot to get excited about. But I think that she absolutely could be capable of still holding a mega story 
if only they'd give her the chance. I mean, we've just, just this week on ITV ITV3 Classic Coronation Street, we've seen Kate Ford's um, debut on Corrie's. So people are going to be watching that comparing, I don't know, it's, compa- it's, you know, it's 20 years apart, but comparing 2003 Kate Ford Tracy with 2024 Kate Ford Tracy, it really is quite worlds apart. And it's nice to see characters grow and mature and, and sort of learn and grow wiser as they as they age and overcome difficulties but last thing anyone wants is for a character to sort of mature into someone really Hmm. boring i wonder whether there'd be more excitement or more options for tracy and more chance for her to hold on to that part of her personality if deirdre was still around because that's one one of the things that made new new tracy i'll call her that she's 20 years old now um, so good. It was it was seeing the reaction that her bad behaviour had on Deirdre, and it's not quite the same for Ken, is it? He can no. just kind of also roll Ken, his eyes and go, Ken "Oh well, really back to, to my book." About anything anymore? No, no, exactly. I mean, obviously, you know, William Roach is is ninety ninety one years old now. Um, but if if <laughs> Anne Kirkbride was still with was still with us, she'd be mid sixties, I'd say, and and still absolutely capable of just adding a little bit more oomph to a story revolving around Tracy. Is there... We say that she's just, you know, turned into a mum character, but going back to Eileen again, she has always been a mum character, hasn't she? She (laughs) came onto the street... Well, she was not straight away as the mum to Todd and Jason, but it wasn't very long after her debut, over 20 years ago, that the boys arrived, and then she very much settled into the role of mum of these tearaways so is maybe the fact that she's not doing much mumming anymore is that the to the detriment of her i would because and also looking at her personality they seem to have forgotten that she wasn't always such a sourpuss and it feels like eileen's role whenever she does you know the rare occasions that she does make an appearance on the street now it's just to have a moan at something that todd or george or sean or something has done and she used to be a lot more fun yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I haven't got any suggestions here for what Eileen could do, but it feels like since the feeling stuff ended and we're going back, what, five years now, I think, that character has really just dwindled. Yep. But, but you know, the fact that she was so good in the feeling story, at, at least there's that. And when you've got somebody like Gail who hasn't had a great big storyline for much longer than five years, I'm going to say. That's where things start to get a bit more concerning for a character. And she's absolutely underused at the moment, is Gail. But I'd be hesitant to use her anymore because I don't think they know how to use her well. Um, any any other names jump out to you? Well, Shona's one I was thinking of too. Mm. And, and just like Jenny... Um... She's she's featured very heavily. She was the most featured last year. I know that she has... Uh, the actress recently welcomed a lovely baby. So maybe she's spending a bit more time while she can. I don't know. But she's like... When, even when she was in it very prominently last year, she didn't do much apart from bats and batches. And again, I don't want them to not have these characters in for that kind of thing. But I love Jenny and Shona. I want I want them to have a story. Yeah, I think Jenny and Shona are both very similar in that they 
they make the big appearance numbers because they're behind counters at places. Yeah. So they're always there to say the odd, you know, Saki line or whatever. I, I think Nina, you could also throw into that category. I'm, I'm not as worried about the character of Nina at the moment because it's only been a couple of years since the big um, hate crime story, which she was obviously the centre at. But it is feeling a little bit since then like they've the character's been floundering and she's... She's just been there to be an add-on to Roy's story. Like, what have we seen about Nina and Asha's relationship? I forgot they were going Barely out at point. They, they got together after... I think it was not too soon after the whole Seb storyline came to a close. But we've not seen any development of that, really, whatsoever. Apart from occasionally they'll share a sofa together or, or turn up to speed dial together or something like that they could just be very good friends because mm. <laughs> what do they think about each other what do mm. they you know i, I want to know what's happening with asher and her, her paramedic training that she oh that God. she decided five months ago that she was going to go on do you think she's realistically waiting to for a course to open up or something i'm kind of lost track a little bit about where they all are with their studies and everything and i've got a feeling that asher and Ardy should be doing their a-levels like right about now so maybe is it this summer maybe she's going off to university so maybe it's gonna all kick off there or or, or whatever i don't know but considering three or four years ago when the whole skin uh, lightening story was going on and everything it felt like oh at last they're deciding to they're given tanisha gory something to do she's blown ever everyone's expectations about the character out of the water because you know tanisha asher had been in the program for over 10 years at that point nobody really had any opinions of her but she was so good in that story it felt like well you know the sky's the limit here now and now it's now she's just been put back in a box again along with Ardy who has never really had a big story of his own has he so I'm hoping that it's going to be fairly soon that we get something big with them um would you say would you say that if you think about underwritten characters is it? I'm kind of thinking it's more kind of the, the middle-aged and older ones that are still, all in all, getting a bit of a raw deal. Because Ian McLeod has talked about how he wants to do more with the youth, hasn't he? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be an inevitable side effect, isn't it? Mm. I mean, what's, exci- what's exciting going on with that lot? At the moment, it's nothing. And we, when we had the hate crime story, we had very prominent Seb, Nina, maybe Amy. About? Oh, oh, I'm talking about the the young guns. Are you talking about the the older? Well, at the moment, we've got, you know, Paul's Paul's on the younger side. He's not middle aged. No, no, he's not. So I'm. And I'm then you've got Daisy, who's who's young. Mm. Pat, Daisy and Ryan, they're, they're all in their twenties. All these are, aren't they? Yeah. How old's Paul? He's Paul's, not 30, is he? Um, I think he is. I think he's in his 30s now. Is he? His, his, his he looks so early youthful. 30s. Um, that, that seems to be kind of the cut-off point for when characters are being used much. And then, on the other hand, you've got the likes of Tracy and Steve and Sally and Tim and, and Jenny and, and all of that. Who are... <laughs> Peter Ash is like, is like two years younger than us. I thought he was. I I'm thought like, he was he's so quite young. ancient like us. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess people, well, as long as people think that about me, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, feels, that's stupid. it feels I'm like stupid. the characters in their the 40s and 50s. I've done 50. that either, is it? No. Feels like the characters in the forties and fifties <sighs> aren't getting 
much of a go when, you know, these are the actors who've been in the biz for decades, have had years and years and years to hone their skills and one might say that they're the ones that Corey should be putting to the forefront. But you've got to balance that with who's going to sell copies of the soap magazines, who are people going to be voting for, who are going to be the characters that people are going to be tweeting and Instagramming about. And that's going to be the the older teens and the ones in their 20s. So I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what the solution is. Um, are you done with all the people that you think are being overlooked? I would say, no, uh, no I thought Aggie... Oh, we, we spoke... <laughs> you know why that is? Because we took the mick out of her just happening to be in the hospital every time somebody <laughs> got a diagnosis and she got all uh, shy about it and now she's not been to work for about six months. <laughs> I mean, that, that seems to be all that she has done, isn't it? Being, being a nurse every now and then. And yes, Lorna Lador, who plays her, had to be away from Corrie for a little bit during the pandemic. And we spoke recently-ish on another listener question segment about the Baileys being underused but it feels like they still after what four years on the show now don't feel that they I, I don't feel that they're giving any of the Baileys a, a good enough shot. Michael we've seen a little bit more recently because of involvement in the in the Stephen storyline. I don't think sadly many people have got high expectations for Ed but I feel like Aggie really, really could have something going for it, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I think that she's every, uh, quite a few people's favourites of the Baileys. Mm. I mean, honestly, I do not find it weird too. This is the weird thing about the Baileys, is that more than any other family, people talk about who their favourite is out of that group. Well, that's part of the... It's because they're so insular, because yeah. the show treats them so separately, but... You don't, nobody really talks about, oh, who's your favourite Barlow, who's your favourite Platt, but the Baileys, everyone's, everyone always picks who their favourite one is. Yeah. I wish, uh, well. well the, the family we've spoken about before isn't necessarily uh, as uniting a, uh, you know, a factor. I think, for, it used for, to be. No. Well, it was good to see. belongs in lots of different families. Ronnie doing the DJing today completely, you know, out of the, the Bailey <laughs> yeah. sphere because he was there as... As, um, as Debbie's... Uh, Debbie's boyfriend. Yeah. But, no, I, back to Aggie, I think that, you know, stick her in a story. She was kind of in a story with Sally and Tim and last year, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, when... When Sally yeah. suspected her of having an affair with Tim, but it, it didn't feel enough. And she's another one who was, a, you know, a fairly popular actress from her work on Doctors. Well, when she got the job here at Corrie, everyone was like, oh my God, it's... Yeah, it's, it's Mrs. Tenbay from Doctors. Like, she's she's know, brilliant. Yeah, the fact that I even know what her character's name was shows me how much that she was appreciated when she had that role. Yeah, but I mean, you could say something similar to, say, Melanie Hill, who was also a not small name in the acting world when she was cast as Kathy. I mean, she we'd seen her in lots of things before. She'd been married to Sean Bean, for heaven's sake. So she was, you know, a, a big-ish celebrity. But in the last few years, they just had nothing to do with her. And I don't know exactly what the circumstances were of her exit, whether she chose to leave or whether they said, sorry, we haven't got any ideas for you, off you go. But I, I do worry that that could happen to Aggie. Um, yep. before they even give her much of a chance to, to show what she's really capable of. What about of. Yasmin? No, I, do, I wouldn't say underwritten. She's had her story with so that's Stu. That's not the question. Oh, what? 
underused. I wouldn't say she is underused. Yeah, she, I, she, she to me feels like she's more just on the natural come down from the co- coercive control story, which was, what, two, three years ago now, so it's a fairly long time ago. But even since then, she's been... There have been periods where there's been it's been fairly Yasmin heavy. If we think about the the Stew storyline last year with his with his murderous daughter and whatever, Yasmin and and the fact that they always have the speed dial scenes. I, I'm not feeling that she's being criminally underused in the same way that some of these other ones are. The other name that I thought of, um, which still just baffles me, is Dylan. <laughs> like. What's going on there? He, why does this character need to exist? Why did why did they bring him back? He he's had a strange um, uh, journey in Coronation Street anyway, hasn't he? Because they brought him back ish about four years ago, was it? And he had the odd scene here and there with Sean, who is also not used, but mm. I don't, <laughs> you know, I think people think he's used enough. Um, Liam McShane is a has shown that he is a really really great actor, and then he kind of went away for a bit during COVID, and then he came back what two years ago maybe, but he might as well not be in the show. I just I don't understand the the purpose of having Dylan in the story whatsoever. He had a couple of important scenes last year in the Sean and his boyfriends various boyfriends story, but those. Everything that he did could have been done with it by anybody else. There's nothing. I don't think Coronation Street has done anything yet to show what the point of bringing Dylan back into the show was. Would you Would you like to see more of him, or do you think they should just retire him back to London with his mum? Honestly, go back to London. Go back to London. What's the point? I I, I like the idea of him, but I feel as though they've taken the mick too much now with it. It's like he. Why is he there? Mm. Mm. Is he? Does he live with his dad now? I've forgotten. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does. He's silly. He, he was getting bullied at his Sean school. Live, and then? Sean lives with Eileen. So Dylan's one of the many that squeeze into that house, which you know, despite there being a lot of characters in there, it does seem to be the house of characters who don't ever get any airtime apart from sometimes George. I, I, and some. Yeah, I think it's a travesty. Mm. Get get more in number eleven. Um, People like, you know, next door at number 13, you've got Abby. Yes, she's clearly being underused at the moment, but I'm not, you know, there aren't any dangerous signs flashing for her, whatever the reason that she... Well, you know, that's the same. They've decided to give her an, a year's break. I don't I don't really mind. It's I miss her, but she has been very, very heavily used up until that point, which I enjoyed. And people were saying that they were sick of Abby, so maybe it's, you know, a result of that and not wanting to cause Abby fatigue when they've got such a brilliant actress in Sally Carmen there and maybe the plan is just to gradually bring her back with another big storyline that will I'm sure she'll smash um I was looking you know that that was kind of look going by what some of my gut feelings were but I also had a look at the the appearance counts so far in 2023 just to see who hasn't made very many appearances. I, I I didn't count any of the kids because you're not going to see much of them anyway. Didn't count um, Alex because obviously there's different whatever um, contract or whatever's going on with Liam Bairstow there. Um, interestingly, even though I didn't count the kids, Jack Webster hasn't appeared whatsoever in 2023. Mm. I know. Interesting noise. Well, and now it's June. 
I know. I know what's going on with him. Is it? I can't remember. Is he supposed to be in Germany with with uh, Kevin at I the moment? I thought you were going to say is he supposed to be in jail. I can't remember, but something funny's going on there. But um, if we look at other characters who've not made an appearance, some of the ones that we've talked about have been on that list. Aggie only made twelve appearances so far this year. Rita, same. Audrey, 13. Ed, 14. Um, Toya, you said earlier that we haven't seen very much of her. Yep, she's on like 16 appearances. This was as of a week or two ago. This is the, you know, we've had five months of the year now. Hmm. I mean, 16 episodes. Some of these characters, like Toya, did have a fairly busy last year. So although it's a shame we've not seen much of her, it's like, yeah, fine, fair enough. Um, A couple of other names. Well, the, the, the character who is an adult who has appeared the least this year for no particular reason, is Simon Barlow. And he's so been forgotten about that he didn't even appear on either of our gut-feeling lists of who's being underused. And as somebody who is part of the Barlow family, which, you know, they've got a story going on at the moment with Daisy and Daniel and everything. And also Amy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, of course. And he's very close with Amy. Yeah, there's... There seems like there's He's been in three there'd be ample episodes. opportunity for, for Simon to appear. Yeah, three episodes so far in 2023. What, I, I know that Alex Bain, who was in the news recently because he's, he's had a bit of a tough time um, outside of work and he took a break from social media and everything, so possibly it's related to that. But I think if we go back the last few years, Simon has just been, you know plodding along being given very 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 little to do i like um last year um he was the 77th most featured character out of the whole of the cast um in the in the few years before that he wasn't in like the bottom 5 being um used but do do you feel do you think that they should keep simon on as a legacy barlow or do you like to see him being given something to do i i think he should go somewhere and come back a different actor. Oh, that's so harsh. I know, and I really like him too. He was really nice and sweet when we met him. And, and you know, Simon in the past, when he was a little kid, was very, very sweet. But I just, I feel like he doesn't, fit, I feel like he has, he doesn't fit in with the Barlows and he doesn't look his age. Mm. He still looks young and maybe that's just because I'm too old to, to notice the difference in people's <laughs> ages. But, I do, also, the other thing about it with with um, with kid characters aging into into their role and and becoming adults and stuff. Sometimes you believe them, and sometimes you don't. So with Asher and Amy, I see them, and, and this is oh, maybe this is creepy. I just see them maturing into young women, and I can see them sort of blossoming and becoming not children anymore. And I believe it, and I I find it. Um, yeah, it feels believable to me. Like the storylines that they're they're dealing with, the sort of more mature themes that they're coping with, I I, I feel it. It's honest and it feels realistic to me. Simon, Simon, the thing is, they haven't really given him any grown up storylines, and so he's still stuck in kid mode to me. But he's the same age as Amy. Mm. What's he even doing? Yeah, we, we we saw a little bit more of him a few years ago when he was getting mixed up with uh, with Jacob and the whole drug thing. Yeah, but even that and... is still very immature and. You don't have to be an adult. <laughs> mm. And I suppose if Jacob, if they'd kept the character of Jacob on the street, that could have given Simon more of an opportunity to, 
to play a role. But you know what? I'm sure it wouldn't take very much to say, well, how can we get Simon involved with Damon, for example, as yeah, uh, as he needs dad he needs of to Jacob go through, and brother of Harvey. He needs to go through this transitional period that you know Asher went through with the skin lightning stuff, and then. Yeah. Um, with her dad and you know, and Amy's going through it now. It's kind of a coming of age story in a really traumatic way because mm. it's a soap. I'd but, re- but Simon hasn't done that. Has no, he? I'd I'd really like Coronation Street to try and give him a proper mature grown up story, not like you know the A story of the year or anything, but something just to prove, you know, can, can you do it? We can know. you cope with this sort of story? Yeah. And and if you can't, maybe he gets quietly retired. But if he can, then then he's then he's proven himself. But they haven't given him a chance. No, no, it's a, it's a shame because like you know you say he is, he is lovely and <laughs> I well, kind yeah. of I feel more more positive towards Simon than I have done in the past. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's, you know, he's not not people aren't going to be people aren't going to be mentioning him just because I don't think he's a popular character in the same way as Sean. Nobody's going to be complaining about them necessarily being underwritten because people aren't gagging for him to come back. But as, as a Barlow, it feels like they, they they should give him a chance. Who's James? James Bailey. Oh, my God. Yeah, in 2020, James Bailey him. was definitely low down on the list. I of, totally uh, forgot he even existed. Well, this is what happens when you get underwritten, isn't it? You, you, get, yep. you get kicked out. Um... I, I wonder, you know, looking looking at the list, because I made a list in the Ian McLeod's era of other frequently underused characters, and, and you had the likes of, yes, yeah, Simon, Rita, Audrey, Kathy, Ken. It is often the old ones, and I wonder, you know, is that a consequence of the increased number of episodes a week? And, and now we're at six half an hour a week. Is the, is the natural uh, knock-off... Um, from that, meaning being that the the older characters <laughs> literally cannot appear in big storylines because the older actors don't have the the energy or the drive or, or you know, whatever well, to do it. They're not in as much. Yeah, are they? They they have restrictions. Covid obviously made a big difference, but if you if you can only go in in the afternoon or whatever mm. your your agreement is for like a limited amount of time that you're going to be in it. Yeah. It it almost automatically disqualifies you, which is frustrating because there there never used to be that that barrier to older people appearing on Cory. No, if you think back to the early days when you had Ina and Minnie and Martha. Because there were only two episodes a week. Yeah. And yes, they were still in a lot doing all their rehearsals and everything. but they only recorded on one day. At the very beginning, they recorded on the Friday. They rehearsed all week. Mm. So... And even going as far as like the eighties, when you had you know Percy Sugden and and Phyllis making fairly regular appearances, that was because the episode numbers per week were still fairly low, and it yeah. wasn't you know it wasn't on a it wasn't impossible to still feature them in, in, a, in a fairly regular basis. But now I I really feel that there are they are casualties of the current schedule, like and there's, I don't know what there is we can do about it. But you know, on the other hand. Um, I don't think anybody would say that Roy or Evelyn are being underused, That's very especially true. Evelyn. Very true. I mean, Evelyn's... they're they're, get, they're ringing out every drop that they can at Maureen Lippman. Yeah, and I, I'm not complaining no, about that. I think I. that's fantastic. I think she's great. Um, so it's yeah, in in it's there's a lot there, and 
who knows behind the scenes what the reasons for it are. Um, but I think, as you mentioned earlier, that the large cast size just means that it's impossible for all characters to get a, a fair shake of it and there are going to be casualties and it seems like it's more the middle-aged and older characters that, that are going there. But, you know, you never know what's coming around the corner. Ryan Connor has been mega, mega underused for years now. We, we even did a... We well, did a character yeah. profile of him, what, three months or so ago? Yeah. Saying what's going on with Ryan, why hasn't he got a story at the moment? Why is all he's done in <laughs> the past two, again, three, yeah. four years of note pretending to rub the bistro and now look at what? it <laughs> rob the bistro no, okay, i did say rub, yeah. rub the bistro there <laughs> um you know now look at him he's he's up for best best actors in the soap awards and all that and he's you know he is the face <laughs> literally oh, of coronation God. street at the moment well this is so what's... anybody could come around and say well now we're giving you a story yeah exactly and i think pretty much all of them they could carry an a story yeah i think i think pretty much all of them can but if i was going to if I wanted to like go up to Ian McLeod and give him a good shake and say, oh, do more with this character, then it's, it's Debbie and Jenny for me. Give Jenny more to do than just being a side character in someone else's story. Um, give Debbie anything to do that isn't just, thanks for using my hotel for something. Um, and I think actually Shona as well. Because she, she's... Still the perfect age and definitely still one of the young lot, isn't Who she? Is? Shona. She's a, she's she's like a little bit younger than us. Slightly younger than we are. So I'd like to, you know, I don't, I don't think she's a young one. <laughs> she's a middle one. But, you know, as as part of the Platts, is David being underwritten at the moment? Yeah. I would probably say so. He's also dangerously close to just being Max's dad. Yeah. And not much That's, else. It's the dad, it's the parenting. I'm not super problem. worried about that. I think because he has he has been such a big character in the past and you never know what's around the corner. It's for me it's the characters that I feel have never really had a their big shot at a huge story that like Debbie that are the that are the worrying ones. Yeah. Okay, so should we go are you ready to go to the next question? We've yeah. done enough of this one? Okay, thank I hope that answers um your questions. Uh, Nancy and Rachel and maybe we'll answer it again in five years time when we're saying bloody sick of Debbie honestly I think we can Get rid answer of it every year <laughs> I think you're right um, so would you like to read out the next one this one's from Jane and yeah, Jane. the question is imagine Coronation Street is looking at, at some new sponsors for on-screen product placement who would be a good fit ooh on-screen product placement who doesn't love that in Coronation Street I love a nice bit of advertising oh that's my phone going um, I like a nice bit of that? advertising. <laughs> it's, it's an advertiser for um, an Apple iPhone, that was. <laughs> um, so Coronation Street's had this product placement for uh, it's like over 10 years now. Uh, it never used to be a thing that they could do, was it? Like it, There was always brands that appeared on Coronation Street and other ITV and, and you know commercial programmes, but the makers just use them as props and it was never like well, it was we real, will you pay know, you money to feature our here's, here's a shop so we're going to sell Kellogg's cornflakes and Heinz baked beans in it yeah like you would expect to find in a shop which is still done so uh, the you, you can put yeah what's actual the actual pro- right so you, you can put products in like that as as props but you um you, you can't 
prominently. Uh, you, you can't prominently show them, and you're not. You can't, you know, ask say, for money and say, "Well, this, this." Well, you can't say this is great for the actual products that are oh, being really? used for product placement now. Yeah, and nobody's saying, "Oh, tell you what, since switching to EE, I've never had any dropouts with my broadband." I'm so glad you can't do that. Imagine how. Yeah. Or oh, those cost those co-op sandwiches. I eh? they, they really are and, the best. And fair trade. Who needs pret a manger when you got co-op? No, you can't do that anymore. So you can't do that ever. Well, yeah, you've never been able to do that. You're right. So the the rules are that what you that this has been allowed since February 2011. So we're going back what 13 years or so ago now, no, 12 years. Sorry, no, maths. It's only last year. Um, and what cannot be placed, and this is going to go some way to answering Jane's question because we can't mention any of this. You're not allowed to product place cigarettes, tobacco products or any other tobacco products, I mean, um, medicines that are only available on prescription, um, alcoholic drinks, which is why you mm. can do Heineken Zero, oh. non-alcoholic, gambling oh, products. so sneaky, because really, know. when people on, when they order a Zero, they, they don't say Heineken Zero, do they? They'll say Zero. Yeah, give me a pint of Zero, Jenny. But they've got the, you know, the, the, the pump handles with it the logo Heineken, on it. On, yeah. And when you see that, you're going to think of the beer, not the, the non-alcoholic version. I You're know. like, Heineken. Oh, I yeah, know. Heineken. So, oh, food and sneaky. drink that is high in fat, salt, or sugar. Oh, the best That ones. might cancel some out. Baby oh. milk, apparently. Um, and also... Um, products that can't be advertised like guns and other weapons are general things that we're not allowed to show just general adverts for Tanks. you're not allowed to product place them in uk programs either guns. so apparently there needs to be this is all going according to the ofcom rules there must be editorial justification for a product to be placed in a program so what that means is that it needs to be relevant to what the program is about they can't just you know put something in that would be far too distracting i don't know what what would you put in coronation street and people go what on earth is that doing there? um well i don't know because it's based on real life yeah i know that is a um, problem, isn't it a cornish pasty <laughs> maybe yeah they'd be like what? not allowed to open a cornish none of this pasty nancy southern pasty <laughs> rubbish we want pie so the content of the program shouldn't seem to be created or distorted just to feature the product, the place product. So you're right. not allowed to change the scripts or anything at all because of that pro- product being I bet there. This happens you're anyway. not allowed to promote place products to give them too much prominence. So you're not allowed to make any claims oh, about okay. how good a product is, <laughs> um, or or just include any references whatsoever to a product that it feels like it's being promoted. And I would, I'd well, almost say with this Heineken Zero, yeah, they are. That's probably the closest they've got because at the moment, a bit close, aren't yeah, they? at the moment you got your co-op, you got your EE. Nobody mentions the names yeah, of those, do they? They Maybe... don't say, "Oh, I'm just bobbing off to the EE yeah, shop to get a new charger and just down co-op." Yeah. And That's actually interesting. And Argos is obviously a key sponsor at the moment. Not only is it product placement, yeah. but it's also the main sponsor of the programme at all the advert bumpers. But nobody says, oh, I'm just going to go to Argos. Or, oh, so-and-so, it's Christmas, come on up. Oh, let's have a look through the Argos catalogue. That doesn't happen at all. But Heineken Zero, it feels like it's almost getting mentioned, it's getting a name check on about a weekly basis at the moment, doesn't interesting. it? Interesting. So I, I don't know. So I, I, is this pushing the boundaries or whatever? So if we look, if we look back at the history of this product placement on Coronation Street, 
ITV and Coronation Street, in fact, were the, the first programmes to really drive this change in the law in 2011. Who was? Coronation Street and ITV. Oh, okay. You know, the, the programme that we're talking about. I thought you said podcast. Coronation Street and another programme. Oh, no, no. So, Nationwide ATMs. Do you remember when they were um, part of Dev's shop? And it, I, I think it felt a bit odd at the time, but maybe it was just the fact that we'd been told, look out for Nationwide... Um, cash machines in there and then when you're told about it you can't help but notice it we we started the podcast after this though didn't we we did but i think at, at the time we were going oh that seems to stand yeah, out a bit like that, a sore thumb mm. but it, there's no reason it should have done necessarily because you know they they had had products in coronation street before that were real life products the the, the shelves in that oh, shop yeah. used to be lined with kellogg cereals and, and having a, an, a an atm Mm. in in a shop is normal yeah yeah i suppose what's what's almost more noticeable is when suddenly brands that had been doing product placement with coronation street stop product placing and it's like yeah. oh now there's a hole where the now nationwide hate... hm now we hate uh, costa coffee we nobody drinks that again. anymore yeah so I, I don't know but so that nationwide was the first one and then sticking on the money theme they did visa contactless for a while that i don't believe is part of any sponsorship deals anymore but they made a big thing about that yep. in the early or about 10 years ago um because it was sold as a behavioral placement so it wasn't necessarily selling hey, look, isn't Visa great? But it no. was, let's normalise just booping your card on the top of the machine to to so that the viewers will do that more and when remember, they're going out to the shops. Do you remember when this first came in, it started in France before it started in the UK and you were living in France. And I remember, is that right? No, what started in France before the UK was, was... the chip and pin. Oh. using the card. So when I lived in France, I would put my, my card in the machine and tap oh, my finger right, yeah. in, and then it was like a year later that right. they, uh, okay, that that's they right, introduced yeah. it in the UK. But yeah, so, but, and apparently these, these um, schemes do work. So um, Millwood Brown tracking, whatever that is, has shown that viewers of Coronation Street and Emmerdale, where they also had this Visa Contactless promotion, have seen a 5% uplift in awareness of contactless. And that is apparently more than double of those who aren't viewers. So it kind of has shown that it does it does do a job. It's people who impact, watch Coronation yeah. Street are more aware, oh yes, I can just boot my card on the machine to pay for things, than people who don't watch Coronation Street, apparently. It's also, according to this study, um, shown, uh, driven the perception that contactless is normal. And I would say, you know, 10 years ahead, it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Nobody unless you've got a particular reason for it, puts their card in the machine anymore and types oh, yeah, a pin it's number more, in. It's more normal It's absolutely normal. Putting your card in. I, I would say In fact, that, people get suspicious of you have to put your card in. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's more and more unusual, though, to even use your card. I think that when I've been watching people at shops, it is boot your phone I don't like more. doing that. You don't like confused. doing that. <laughs> just because you're old. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I do it with my watch all the time. But, um, yeah, so... The idea that contactless is a normal way to pay has been significantly boosted, apparently. I mean, they're going to sing their own praises, aren't they? According to this uh, this particular study. And that's that's the same for lots of other ones as well. Um, I found some other little stats earlier. And I can't actually find out at all. Where did I put them in my notes? Did I write I some more see. notes here? Oh, yeah, Costa. Costa. Yeah. So since they sponsored this, Coronation yeah. Street, they jumped up 7% on the first choice to visit um 
case study that was done about it and a whole load of other benefits seem to come out of Costa sponsoring Coronation Street. Um, Co-op, that helped, that jumped 14% in terms of purchase intent since appearing on Coronation Street. That's crazy. And, and there are some things like, you know, you contactless. The, the cynic in me says, well, it's over, inevitable. that's inevitably going to happen. It is not necessarily because it happens in Coronation Street. But co-op going up in brand awareness by 14%, according to this study, that's got to be a fair chunk to do with Coronation Street, hasn't it? Because they're not, you know, advertising lots of other places. Well, they advertise, yeah, they do. They, they, do, they do advertise, <laughs> but a 14% jump of, um, is significant enough that it's got to be down to Coronation Street in a way. A lot of these are part of a, a bigger campaign that doesn't just rely on one avenue to promote the product. So you would have seen print adverts and radio mm. adverts and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, and, and ITV are the ones that are doing these case studies. So they're, they're obviously going to say that there was it was because of Coronation Street or, or Emmerdale that yeah. these things have... I would say but that... But it's a, a significant increase. Yeah. Co-op, to me, used to be a bit more of a, a fuddy-duddy, old-fashioned kind of brand. Um, it didn't feel like it was Summerfield. on the same level. Yeah, that kind of thing. Summerfield, Safeway, like, the, the, the lower kind of, tier of supermarkets. It's where you go when you can't get to another one. If Tesco's is shut, then you go to co-op. And I think that certainly in, in my mind, over the last 10 years or so, co-op has done a pretty good job of rebranding itself and modernising. I still wouldn't pick their own brand food for over anything else though no but i i think you know as viewers of coronation street we i guess have been influenced more to finding co-op more normal and i feel more positive towards the brand because of it appearing on the street i think think well, i do well they have they have more well it's not made you like costa coffee more though has no, it you still you still don't like costa coffee but they've, they've gone though anyway and um, well the co-op um partnership as far as i could tell is supposed to be running out next year is so it? um well yeah this is what happened to costa there yeah they're, they're, are um, they gonna get in contract. there tesco the thing is the thing about co-op is co-op is based in manchester <clears throat> so it feels it feels more what's the word authentic to, to have it there and it's also a bit more ethical i don't know in reality but they you know they pitch them themselves as a more ethical kind of company and, yeah. and they also feel a bit more indie than <laughs> than the big supermarket chains because they are just there's no such thing as as to co-op superstore no they're all always in small mm. shops in corner shops and things so it feels a bit more subversive in a way I, I can't imagine it being a tesco express that just feels too in your face like this is, you know, this could be a street any, in real life. I, I like the the implication of fictionality that comes with co-op, which is silly because I guess the thing is we don't, there's no, there's not a co-op around us. So mm. we don't go to co-op. No, we, do, we don't go to co-op. Co-op had the thing with the, that's when we had to hunt down to find the Coronation Street bags, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> had to drive all the way to Hamble. We, we still haven't even gone any way to answering uh, Jane's question yet. Sorry, Jane, this is all a big preamble. Well, this is all, no, but this is all it, just to explain if we, the, the impact of our choices, you know, it could have ramifications. We mm, could, exactly. we could lead to like a really evil conglomerate becoming incredibly popular and, and famous <laughs> thanks to our product placement. How do you find the way that it's done? 
do you do you not notice because that's the whole thing that it's supposed to be in there it's not supposed to be a key part of any scripts or anything they're not supposed to have characters going all oh, this delicious costa coffee do you find that it's just blending in in a natural part of the scenery or are you reminded every time that Argos van drives down the street, our sponsorship? No, I always go, ah, look. And that's where it's going wrong, isn't it? But it's not, there's nothing they can do about that. There really is no, no way around it because they are exchanging something of value for money. So the value is to be promoted in one of ITV's flagship shows. So you can't sort of go, well, all right, then, to soften the blow a bit, we'll have Ocado fans as well, but we won't, yeah, they won't pay. That's another important thing that we, the criterion that we need to dis, uh, to remember when we're coming up with the answer to this question. We can't do anything that's in direct competition no. to anything else. And and in no, there's nowhere in this country that the, the only van you get is the, the Argos van. Mm. There's always millions, you know, and different delivery services and uh, yeah. online shopping fans and things so i think if there were if there were more brands they wouldn't stick out as much no so do we want but to, they add, be able to get the money for it do we want to get some kind of product placement in a place on the show where it can be surrounded by other brands but just be a bit more prominent because you're right we we see the ee shop we see the co-op shop. We hear about fresh goes that obviously doesn't exist but there's no chance that <clears throat> you're gonna see any other no. broadband or mini supermarket brands because it's it's a shop front with um, the Heineken Zero they can they they the rest of the pumps are all filled up with like Newton and Ridley this and that so in a way that does stand out as being a major brand do they do they have I don't know do they have like J2Os and things in in the Rovers I don't really know. When we went there, didn't Charlie look in the fridge for you to get something out? And I don't think there was. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, so do we want to have a brand that's just something that's on the shelves in the the, the uh, corner shop, maybe, but is always got a display behind Evelyn? You know, I suppose, and I suppose that the behind-the-counters well, display is always the alcohol, isn't it? Well, Which this, is something that they're not on. allowed, to, <laughs> not allowed no, to product place. But the thing is about all the alcohol brands is they're all real brands. They're all... They're all real brands, like you know. What are the ones in? Yeah, a lot of them are, but not all of them are. Because I know, yeah, like, there's no. a there's a vodka brand, for example. Yeah, that there is. Yeah, because there. those are for the. Okay, right. So just to be clear, too, they have these products, so they'll have Cadbury's chocolates, or I don't know if they do, but they'll have that kind of thing. They'll have, you know, uh, I can't even think of any gin brands. What's a gin brand? Gordon's. Gordon's gin. They have that. Um, but if if say Dev is gonna pour himself a glass of gin he will never use gordon's he'll always use mm. their generic brand that they've created so the the um the, the behind the scenes production team will come up with fake brand names all the time for products that aren't allowed to be shown so yeah up um, until recently that's, that's been like um kenner's is the chocolate brand yeah. that they always eat chocolates from yeah, they they don't sit they there will never chomping sit on and a bar eat. of dairy milk. No, they so will never Michael Gleason used to be up until very recently the guy at Coronation Street who would design all the brands. Yeah, that's they? right. Sometimes it's so we know it's Dom in the archives that it will come up, up with some name. of the names for yeah, them. But it was great. Michael Gleason. I don't know whether he's got a replacement. I assume he must do. That makes all the in-universe branding labels and things. Yeah, because you know, that's you're right. When you see when you see characters eating breakfast on the rare occasions that they're actually having breakfast in their own homes, they're always eating fake 
cereals, aren't they? Yeah. I don't think they're pouring themselves a bowl, a box of cornflakes. But did they used to? Yes, I think they did. I, I would say that they probably did. And, and that maybe that's what's missing at the moment. I think once... Okay, once that now they've let... The, They've opened the box, haven't they? So once, once Ooh, it became, there a toy inside? Once it became a thing that you could have product placement, mm. then they had to remove all the products that could be eligible for that because there are rules about how you, even if you're not getting paid, I think probably. Probably, I don't, I don't know. It's got a lot more complicated. I mean, now they can get paid for it. Also, the other thing is this didn't used to be allowed at all in this country so sometimes we'd have only 12 13 years ago sometimes we'd have movies like american films on tv shown on tv and they'd blur out coca-cola logos and things like that i don't don't think they do that anymore but you know sometimes they will have to blur stuff out because it was paid for in america but not in the uk well didn't product placement in america and i don't know whether it's still like this but if i think back to you know vintage 60s 70s American programs. I can imagine the the hosts of a game show or just a character on a drama going, I use, I, when I watch, yeah, they used to. I use. They used to stop that. So I'm pretty sure at the very beginning, you know, the very sort of early... And now a word from our sponsors. They would, yeah, thanks Croydon. <laughs> they, would, they would just stop the show and they wouldn't move away from the set and the host would just say, here's... Winston's cigarettes are so delicious and start smoking away and go, yeah, this is the best cigarette I've ever had. Then they'd go, right, that's the end of the advert, bro. Let's get back to the show. Kind of like how host-read podcast ads work, really, mm. where yeah. the, the, the action doesn't move away from from you know, the area that you're in. Mm. And obviously there, there's the, the issue with that is that you're promoting something you don't always necessarily believe in and you can... Mm. Um, end up in trouble yeah so as where, where can where at the moment our brands are you got your shops at the end of victoria street you got your heineken pump in the um rovers and you got your argos van going down the circle, road going in it, it, it wouldn't surprise me but you know it could well be that if the co-op does you know run out next year yeah. do they put a little mini argos in there well hang on because argos is owned by sainsbury's is it? They're the same company now. Oh. That's why you have Argos kiosks inside Sainsbury's. Okay. So it actually would not surprise me if they turned that into a, into a Sainsbury's with an Argos kiosk, kiosk inside of it. Mm-hmm. Bit of a Trojan I, horse, isn't it? Yeah. I see, I'd still love there to be a, a little mini fresh goes yeah, going there. Because the, what, the, the problem with this is once you put a product in there from product placement, that means you cannot use it in any stories. And it, you've you kind of got two Hang on. duff what? units there, haven't you, where you can see them, but no one's ever going to go inside the, the, co- well, the co-op or the the EA shop to have a story, but you could have a little mini Freshgoes Express or whatever they call it in there. I don't know how true this is, but I remember this sort of bit, the, the implication, I guess, that with co-op, for example... Uh, Costa, for example, certain characters yes. weren't We've allowed to, to carry or wouldn't carry the, the, the cups and some of them would only ever use reusable cups and I don't know how whether Costa had any input into that and whether they had a, you know... Not having Chesney drinking one of our cup Costas. We want Daisy drinking. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know, but 
it's interesting. It's very interesting. Mm. So I was thinking of where we could see more of this advertising if we were to introduce another brand. Um, you've got your billboards, haven't you? And I suppose already they sometimes will put an Argos advert on the bus stop They've billboard. They've had Argos. Have they not had a show? Yeah, they they had they had um they had the mouse trap on there not too long ago. So they have occasionally put real life things on well, the billboards there. To me, there. that I don't mind that at all. I actually prefer that because that that's makes sense. You can change it. It's that's logical. The, yeah, but I suppose some of these brands want to be in the show for a long time. I mean, something that we haven't mentioned yet, which was just a few years ago, was when Purple Bricks had their advertising deal with Coronation Street, and that went on for however long it was, a month or so, when when Jenny was selling the Rovers, and they had that Purple Brick sign out there, and that was it stood out a little bit because I think it's always going to, unfortunately, if you're going to putting a few brands to the forefront then it's going to stand out more but um, at the, but then it was taken away again and maybe Coronation Street needs to do a little bit more of these mini adverts and the, the bus stop there at um, just outside streetcars would be the perfect place I mean not that that did Purple Bricks any um, any good because I think they're going through uh, some dire financial straits have you heard about them being sold off for a pound just the other month? It wouldn't surprise me. I made my thoughts known about them at the time, didn't I? You, you did, yeah. So we, they're not all success stories of 14% growth. <laughs> There's only so much you could do. Well, to the say trouble that. with that storyline was that they couldn't really, you know, they, they never sold the Rovers anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's so a it good was like, point. What, why am I sponsoring <laughs> you to, to make it look like I can't sell a bloody building, which is my whole purpose in yeah. life. It'd be like if the, every time somebody went into the cart, they came out with an empty bag. Yeah, if they'd have had it where Jenny had put the uh, the thing up for sale with purple bricks and immediately you had floods of buyers who offered yeah. over the asking price, then maybe that's... Maybe that was part of the, um, the thing, though, because they couldn't sort of go, yeah, purple bricks is the best way to sell pubs. Yeah. They're like, it's no better than anywhere else. In fact, we didn't even sell anything. So apart from your billboards, you've got your shops, of course. You've got products in people's homes, which we're only seeing with the EE routers being included in seemingly everybody's house at the moment. Everybody suddenly got them as their broadband now. So are there any other products that we could see in people's houses? I think that somewhere like the cafe would be a prime spot for advertising something because they use it. That seems to be the most used set at the moment. The cafe. I don't know what could go there. We'll maybe come Next up with some quick. ideas in a bit. Um, you got Chariot Square. The, you could advertise things there because um, they're there an awful lot. Magnum maybe... Dong condoms. Do you reckon? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. I don't think that goes against any of the other rules we talked about earlier. Um, which characters yeah. are they going to have asking for one of those? And also, you can get you can get extra product placement when you put them nicely on the top of the bin. <laughs> this is when Uncle Ronnie comes in, isn't it? I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Debbie. All right, love. In, in the in the loo. Yeah. You know, a little machine in the loo that sells condoms and. <laughs> Tampons Just imagine, I don't think Coronation Street wants to be associated with that kind of Sleaze. project. But, um, so you've got, you got characters' phones, and I don't... I See, I was reading a, a few bits a few years ago, from a few years ago, where people were saying that they did a deal with Windows Phone for a little bit, and it seems like all characters oh. had a Windows Phone. And I couldn't find anything online to corroborate that that definitely happened. But, you know, if more than three people in an entire street has got a Windows phone, then no wonder it's starting to raise some eyebrows. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I mean, not that, not that it even exists anymore, but even back then. You got, you got devs, you could have product placement for things. Bistro, possibly. I was thinking 
does the calling boy outside the cabin advertise uh, like an actual publication on an actual newspaper on its chest now instead of the Weatherfield recorder? One thing I want to say quickly about devs is that they've had heck sausages in their um in their chiller cabinet for, yeah. for years now. And I, know I think that they're they, just props. Yeah, I don't know if they are though, because they they were They've done lots of stuff to promote themselves. Okay. Heck, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I, could, I thought you could have advertising on buses, um, yeah. which which would certainly suit the rotator the out of it, yeah. kind of nature, like a bit like the bus stop itself. Um, you can have people carrying shopping bags. Yeah. Fashion brands, possibly. Right. Because a lot of the clothes that people wear... You can find out all that comes from... Where, where do people often get their clothes from? I'm sure there's a place. ASOS. Yeah. Um, Very. Uh, and also, Next. now we've got the precinct opening, suddenly you've got a whole, you know, massive universe there that could be used for advertising. At the moment, all of the shops at the precinct are all in-universe yeah. shops. And that feels a little bit... In a way, it feels fake. And I'm thinking, oh, that could be a great opportunity. But then on the other hand, if they suddenly put in a, a Greg's, Rutland's gets shut down and, and put for Greg's, then does that feel unrealistic? It's a really, really difficult balancing act, isn't it? it? Is. Like you want it to feel like this is real world. And in real yeah. world, there's probably going to be a Greg's at the precinct. But as soon as they do it, it's like, oh, I'm taken out of the well, universe the, of Coronation Street you, now. It's really, really tricky. If you imagine the parade of shops... Uh, that we used to live near, there were only one or two brands in, you know, maybe ten shops. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that they should all no, be transformed saying. into them, but it feels like it wouldn't surprise me, especially with how much they've decided that they want to use the precinct now, after a bit of a slow start. We've yeah. been seeing it most weeks now. Yeah, that really could be a place to, to, to advertise. Or even like, you know, where they've got that amalgamated steel sign yeah. um, hanging down by the precinct now. That could be an advert for something Cash else. Cash for gold. Not that, not that we see a whole lot of that sign. Um, but So, I remember one thing they did on online, which was quite recent, which was fairly eccentric, and I'm not really sure what happened with it, which was Argos giving Sally's front room a makeover. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't and they? And that was weird, because I don't think that that ever appeared on screen. Mm. Um, but it was a sort of social media only thing. Yeah. Now, I can see them doing something very similar with the fashionable ladies of the street for a fashion brand. Like getting ASOS or Very or Next or something to come in and dress you know, three of the most popular female characters, three of the most popular male characters, and saying, you know, this you know, this is what Daisy would wear, this is what Adam would wear, etc. etc. Mm. But oh, not just sort of thing, if you have if you had a character wearing some snazzy clothes online and they were also carrying the bag of the brand, would that feel like a natural fit? What do you mean? You know, if if they want to if ASOS wants to do a sponsorship and then you've got people carrying an ASOS bag does that feel... Well, you can't really have an ASOS bag because oh, right. well, delivery. Not... Sorry, well, I don't know. Um, that shows what I know about fashion. One thing I will say is Primark. that um, Next, they buy lots of their clothes for the... the like the wardrobe department buy a lot of clothes mm. from Next. And they have a logo on their... For their clothes, which if you're not from the UK, you won't even realise what, what the logo is. But it's like the little deer head. Mm. So every time on TV you see a character, and it's usually a man, because it's the, the male... We do definitely do see that. You see that very often... 
really they should be asking them to pay for that because Maybe next get are. loads of free advertising well they get loads of advertising because they're that logo is on quite a lot of the men's mm. t-shirts and and yeah. shirts so what 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 brands would we want then so finally getting back to what the original question was for me i would if anything i'd like them to go for something that's key for manchester that's that that makes you think manchester or is a is a local brand or or if not then just uk because brands, yeah like least. when they had costa i yeah. remember seeing them saying well this is the you know the, the premier british coffee brand it's the it's the british starbucks blah 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 and i, I it feels like if you're gonna have something i'd like it to be something that was associated nearby so the, the first brand that I thought of when I came up with Manchester was Vimto. Yeah, Which Vimto. we didn't even realise until we first went to Manchester that, that Vimto, the, the delicious, what, what flavours is it? Summer fruit, shall we say, um, soft drink, actually originates from there. Um, and I think that that would be a very natural fit if they decided to you know, pu- put a pump for that in. Even maybe like a speed. pump? Oh yeah, you can have Vimto from a pump. Definitely. What? Yeah. Maybe at the just Rovers. Turn it, just turn it in, um, just have a little, you know how when you sometimes you go to a shop, like a cafe or something, and they have one of those little springy plastic, like bobbly signs. Yeah. And it's like, do you remember there used to be that big campaign, like try ice cold milk, do you remember? Yeah. But that was just for Vimto, just mm. bobbling off the side of Roy's hot roll well, back in cabinet. back in the day in the sixties and probably later, to be honest, they often at the corner shop would have big prominent posters in the windows mm. for various things, wouldn't mm, they? So yeah, maybe yeah. something like that would fit there. Like rolled pork or and pears, snuffled yams. <laughs> I, I I think that as a I don't think they don't think they do alcohol at speed dial at the moment, do they? No, they don't. I, they I think to. no. Not to sell alcohol. No, I know they're not, but that's what I'm saying. That could be a perfect place to have a bit of Vimto product placement in there. <laughs> Excuse me. Because surely Do you not. Sell prosecco. Not no, everybody. but we've got a really nice Vimto in if you want it. It's a, it's a vintage 1954. It feels like in Coronation Street, <laughs> everybody loves Lassie. It's and nice. I'm not talking about the dog here. I don't, I'm not saying Lassie. it's not nice, but literally everybody it goes gaga for Lassie because it seems to be the only thing that's on Non-branded. sale to drink in the in the speed dial. Excuse so me, have you got not... any non-denominational Coca-Cola? <laughs> well, they, they could. I think that Vimto would be a perfect yeah, fit. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that that one would go Two well. Vimtos, please, Alia. Yeah. Also... Man... Not that you work here anymore. <laughs> also Mancunian brand, um, M&S. First shop was in Manchester. Did you know this? I did not. M doesn't stand for Manchester. Manchester and Scunthorpe. <laughs> um, apparently, the, 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 the person, the people, Mark and Spencer, I guess it was, had their first store. No, his name was Mark Spencer. Was it? Yes. No, it wasn't. Mark Spencer. You're making that up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, he had his first stall in Leeds, I read, but the first stall was in Manchester. Yeah. So I, I think that... M&S. Good, solid, Sally material, that is. That, yeah, yeah, she and Tim get all their underwear. I suppose. And, actually, I bet Sally gets her underwear from Anne Summers. <laughs> I think that maybe one of those small shops down the end of Victoria Street could be no, a little Marks and Spencer. But, well, no, you can have a Simply little mini, food. A little mini Marks and Spencer. Simply food. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, that, is that a bit too high end for 
the back streets of Weatherfield. Well, where everyone where owns their own home and several businesses. Well, okay, maybe. Is there any other ways that M&S could get into the show? Like, I suppose you or could just... have your adverts for it on the buses or... Yeah, or just have bags. Like, somebody comes from town and they've got an M&S shopping bag in their hand. That would maybe fit in. There's loads of opportunities to have somebody have a shopping bag. Um, I don't know whether they do bags for life or anything like that, but... Those kind of reusable bags. Mm. I don't know. Um, something that's another Manchester brand that I don't think could fit into Coronation Street very well is Rolls Royce. Um, well, I mean, Ronnie's we have... probably got a. Uh, Ronnie and Debbie could buy one, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, we've got Roy's Rolls, but I don't think Rolls Royce is going to fit in there. Um, and also, we've got a PG Tips, Manchester. Yeah, did you know that one? No, because everyone will be moaning about Yorkshire. What's it called? Oh yeah, Yorkshire tea. Everybody seems to go gaga for. Don't know. We don't like that here. Um, and also Warburton's, which is uh, based in Bolton, so it's in the Greater Manchester area. Um, Just to be clear, we don't. I don't like Yorkshire tea because it's not blended for the water that we have yes, here. Yes. I think I don't need to defend to... your. No, no, but it really annoys me. Well, angry Yorkshire tea fans just penning really, their email right now. It really annoys me when people them. act as though it's undisputedly best tea in the whole country. <laughs> When it, everyone's got different water. Yeah. Um, so Warburton's is a bread brand, isn't it? And I think that that would probably work for billboards for just sitting around on the side in people's kitchens, maybe. What would? Warburton's. Okay. What are you doing at the moment? I'm just looking up um, something. Okay, you keep going. Um, do you remember... Um, it was Warburton's that made that giant crumpet, wasn't it? Well, they like making giant crumpets. Am I rem- I'm thinking right. Do you remember the advert which had the Muppets on for the giant crumpets and it had yeah. the lyrics about Coronation Street in there. Did it? Yeah. We had that as part of a, a news thing on the podcast like years ago. It was, okay. I'm sure it was the uh, the Muppets theme tune singing about oh, how great yeah. giant crumpets are and it was like Coronation <laughs> Street or something. So oh. so maybe they could return the favour. I, I was th- just looking up whether there are any famous fashion designers from Manchester and I couldn't see anybody interesting uh, sorry no. I know I recognise so any of those apart from Rolls Royce maybe Marks and Spencers could be a fit I, I'm going towards Vimto and Warburton's if anything um, apparently uh, and I didn't realise this in Media City Kellogg's has its UK headquarters <laughs> obviously not a British brand that comes from America Boo! but we were just talking earlier <laughs> about how people used to be pouring themselves a pack of Kellogg's cornflakes and everything, and now we've gone to the the off-brand Michael Gleason flakes. Um, could they could they say, well, it's you know all part of Media City? Do they you know just pop round there and go, hey guys, Corrie bosses, Kellogg's bosses, having a drink together at the dockyard one evening? Why don't like the we? Alchemist. Why don't we get you some of our anti-masturbation flakes? Yes, why not? Why not? Indeed. Um, what other brands? If we can't go. Manchester only. Is there anything that you would think of as being as like quintessentially UK that would be a good fit? Um, oh. Silence. Just a car going past uh, outside the window. <laughs> Was Boots? No, not Boots. Boots, yeah. Boots and like Body Shop used to be, didn't it? And then it got taken over. Mm. We've got a Lush now, haven't we? We, what do you mean we? That, that is, you know, the, Lush is kind of where people go that used to go to body shops. Is body shops still a thing? I don't know. Well, they... The fancy, fancy, fancy soaps, Lush has really, um, you know, exploded onto the scene in the past Lush 20 years. Do, do you reckon? No, they're, are they they're too, very are they too weird. hippie-ish? They, they got, they, 
I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh no, you have to tell me afterwards. <laughs> Don't any any lush bosses who are listening to this podcast with that brand. I think. Oh okay, all right. Mm. Um, I think that um, like Cadbury, Cadbury's did used to sponsor Corrie yeah, back in did, the late nineties, yeah. didn't they? What about wonderfully fitted um, bathrooms and bedroom furniture? Yeah, that was one, wasn't it? Benson's was it? Oh and no, Harvey's used to furniture advert. Harvey's used to, and the woman one. always used to go press a button, and then her whole room would be a, a mm. one wardrobe. <laughs> um, so... Bisto, Bisto, that's nice. Everyone loves Bisto. What about Oxo? Yeah, maybe or Marmite. Just thinking about our really brown brands. Oh, they could do some really good um, bumpers for Marmite. I know that you're talking about product placement, but you'd be like, oh, Steve McDonald. He's a bit marmite, isn't he? Do you like him or do you hate him? <laughs> they could do a whole load of those, All you're of right. them, basically. I suppose with something like marmite, what are you going to do to actually place it in your product is you can't have a marmite shop. You can, just have a marmite on the table when everyone's having their breakfast and eating their Kellogg's. I suppose it could just be a feature of the cafe breakfast tables when they're... Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, they often do have their full English, don't they? And you don't quite have Marmite No, you wouldn't do. But if you've got somebody that's just having a piece of toast, yeah. they could be alongside or, the salt and the pepper and the little tomatoes, like filled tomatoes sauce. Like a jam brand. Yeah, Robins... Is it? No. Robinson's... Yeah. Is that right? They do they marmalade. marmalade and stuff, don't they? Um, God, I can't think of any brands. I um, actually won a silver award for my marmalade recently. I know you did. Nobody else knows. Uh, Morrison's. They're northern, aren't they? Okay. I think. You don't have that many Morrison's down here. Booths. Yeah. Bit too fancy. They got rid of that up Media City. How tragic that is. Mm. Um, And there's also like Virgin as well. That's a a big British brand thanks to uh, Richard Branson. Although I don't think that that could go on at the same time as EE. Because of their rival. Well, no, because they've got loads. No, but they've got loads of other like various holidays and... They used to do trains, mm. airline. How are you going to fit that into Coronation Street? <laughs> Just have a virgin plane flying in the background. Um, um, how about... Yeah, but you can't have a story related to it, could you? You couldn't have any characters like going, oh, like, look up, there's a plane. Oh, I've got a letter from Norris's estate and it turns out we won a trip on Virgin Galactic. <laughs> but he's dead now but I can take his, these are all I just, can take his ashes into space these are all just kind of one off mentions aren't they um, there's even like um, how much product John, Lewin, John Lewis not not suitable for Coronation Street I'm going to say <sighs> I can't think I think we Retros. have quite a few National Lottery Harrods that, that has, I guess that has product placement Mason you you you're going a bit too high end here for Coronation Street, unless Mulberry. they're deciding to Mulberry. Unless they decide to build an extension to the set, which is set in Oak Hill. Why don't they have like a, a designer outlet? Get rid of the pe- precinct and just put designer outlet in there. Don't think you're thinking Coronation Street here. No, I'm thinking self enrichment. <laughs> so out of all, kind of all of those ones, then if we, uh, I suppose we draw this to a conclusion fairly soon. What's the question again? Which ones? Well, I don't know whether it was. What do we think about product placements? We right, they look some new. This. They want some new sponsors. Wooing new sponsors. Who would be a good fit? I like your idea of Vimto. I think that's good. I think food brands are the, by far the easiest because everybody eats branded food. Mm. Like you either you eat branded food or you deliberately pick something which you feel is of the equal quality but cheaper yeah. so you'll go to like Lidl or whatever and be but it's still always a version 
of, yeah. of the brand. Billboard-wise for things like that, that that billboard underneath the viaduct that's got Gemma and Chesney in the quads advert still, after all You've of these years, that. that's the problem, isn't it? That's in dire need of a change. It's ridiculous that that advert's still there, but literally nobody ever walks past well, it. So just... if they were going to use that for an advertising thing, you'd have to have people going there. And the problem is, there's nobody nothing. Does. There's nowhere to go to. Cynically, I would offer the suggestion that if I were in charge of... The thing is, Continuum, which run the tours, and ITV are two com- two separate companies. Yeah. And they have their own agreements, and I don't know what exactly what the nature of those ing- agreements are or how much percentage each one gives to the other one for whatever reason. But that seems to me to be real estate that could be used to advertise to tour goers that would never be seen on screen. Yeah. That you could put something in there and you could probably make quite a lot of money. Just imagine if uh, just at the corner of a screen in one episode of Coronation Street, you see an advert for the Emmerdale Village tour. <laughs> that would be brilliant. The Viaduct, Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, or like the Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you, after your tour, why don't you come to the Lowry and get 15% off of um, Café Rouge? I think that they have advertised things at the Lowry and Coronation Street before, you know. I suppose... No, they couldn't have advert for Emmerdale because according to the crossovers, the uh, Everybody Save the Planet crossover stuff they did a few years ago, all... Emmerdale does actually exist. They exist in the in same the universe. universe. It's a shared yeah. Marvel-esque universe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, with, Even with, with all standards. that long, long deliberation, Vimto is my best answer. Well, I still think that... Um, I, I know that Corrie has had thoughts about... The fact that some of the outfits that get worn by the female stars get bought because they're being worn by people. Mm. So they are aware, they, they know that um, people talk about it and wonder what the brand is from. The trouble is about fast fashion is that by the time you got Daisy wearing something on screen, it would have been in the shops already and maybe on sale by the time, you know, yeah. you'd have to... You'd have to make sure the clothes were available two, three months in advance mm. for the characters to wear. But honestly, I would be looking at partnering with brands. Think about when um, Michelle, who plays Tina, Michelle, Michelle G- Keegan. Keegan. I only said Tegan. Um, <laughs> when she left Corey, one of the first things she did was um, did a brand uh, brand collaboration with Lipsy, yeah. and she made quite a lot of money off of off of that. And Lipsy and that kind of they, those are very geared towards young young women who are very fashion conscious. Mm. But the other thing to consider with stuff like that is that it's not it's becoming very morally questionable, especially if you're gonna you're gonna position yourself as a you know a green soap who cares about the environment. Oh, are yeah. you want to do you want to promote a company which? has come under fire. Mm. Well, various companies have come under fire for fast fashion. Unethical, it's very bad yeah. for the environment. So just as a, as a final, final thought... But, they, but the characters get their clothes from somewhere yeah. and it's not being woven by nuns who live in Suffolk, is it? <laughs> just as a final thought to, before we finish then, if, as a viewer now, with, mm-hmm. your, with your viewer's hat on, mm-hmm. if Coronation Street suddenly said, right, we're not doing this product placement 
anymore. We're going to get all our revenue from somewhere else. Don't, don't let that concern you, but we're still going to have the same amount of money in. Would you like to get rid of it all completely and just go back to how it was where brands would appear? None would be more prominent than the others. We maybe wouldn't see as many in-universe fake brands. Um, or would you prefer Corey to go the other way and say, well, because people are saying they're standing out because at the moment we're only partnered with, let's say, three or four brands prominently, we're going to go to town and partner with 10, 15, 20 brands that aren't going to clash with each other, but it means we're going to have more product placement, but it will maybe feel less weird because there's so much of it. What would you prefer? I would prefer it to go back to, like, you know, the 90s where... You'd have Freshgoes, which was a fake brand, but you'd be walking up and down the corridor, you know, the aisle, and everything would be completely as you would expect to see in a real supermarket. Mm. But you, you can't do that because of the, the price, you know. If I thought that they would get more money and spend it on making the show better, I would say go for your brands. Get your, get your money, go for your product placement, do as much as you want. But I don't, honestly, I don't think that would happen. All that would happen is the ITV would say, well, you know, ITV needs, uh, Coronation Street needs to bring us £5 million a year for product placement from now on. I'd worry that if they got a whole load more money and for things like that, I'd say, great, we can hire some more cast because, you know, our cast is pretty low on numbers at the moment. What I would... And we just go back to the problem that we had at the beginning of this episode of underused characters. Honestly, at the moment, I think that the problems that with Corrie can't be solved with more money. Mm, no, I don't think so. So I, as a viewer, and I, if I had, don't care a jot about money and what it's going to be used for and what it's coming in, just for general viewing experience, I think I would prefer it to go back to how it used to be because anything that kind of takes you out of the suspension of disbelief that is required for enjoying an episode of Coronation Street, and in this case it's, oh look, there's an Argos fan going down the street again, that just spoils it just a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, but... I'll tell you one thing about fake brands in Corey is I don't mind them when they're properly in-universe brands. Like, Kenner's still still find that a bit... Dempsey's crest. Hang on, yeah, I still find those a bit irritating because I look at them and I go, this is just a brand you've made up because you can't have walkers. But Newton and Ridley, that is an in-universe brand that, that has been in yeah, the show. Yeah, what's the difference? Because you know that there is a Newton and Ridley's family. There's the the brewery. They, they people have been on the phone to them. Mm. Who knows? Is there a Dempsey family? Is there a Kenner's family? You know why don't we? It'd be good if say I always go on about the factory being something else. But what if the factory became a Kenner's factory? Yeah, that would then make me a lot happier about seeing Kenner's. And the thing is, there's no way around it. They have that's to have a really Kenner's. good point. But that's a really really good point. Thank you. Maybe we're, as a tribute to Ken, once he uh, finally pops his clogs, oh, and then they can, can have a Kenner's. Ken on screen. They can have a little, a little photo of him oh. outside the door, couldn't they? My name is. Ken I don't know. I don't think. I also endorse. I don't think Kenner's. that Ken has anything to do with Kenner's no, chocolates. No, I don't. Maybe but, um, he does, but I don't think he does. Yeah, maybe that's what they need to do. Newton and Ridley feels so at home, and it doesn't feel like I'm looking at a fake brand. No. Because it has always been there, but it's just, I guess, the recent influx and the fact that they don't necessarily talk about it. You just see them holding this particular off-brand box of yeah. cereal or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's fake, isn't it? Yeah, it's fake. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that, I hope that goes some way to answering um, Jane's question. Thank you, Jane. It took us a long time to get there, and we didn't come up with much of an answer, as, as generally as seems to be the case for this. But it's given us something good to talk about for the past hour and a half. But mm-hmm. um, you kind of got to go, because we've got little jo- house jobs to do now, haven't we? Well, we have, we've got to we prepare ourselves. Many things that we need to do um, this afternoon, because um, we're going to Manchester in a few days. In fact, tomorrow we're going to, tomorrow we're going to Manchester, and we've got quite a lot to do. So we're going to call it a day there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for everybody who sends in the questions. Please keep it on coming. Um, otherwise, we're gonna have to start making them up. So um, let's let's finish. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Say goodbye, Gemma. <laughs> goodbye. And the music with this episode comes from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>